Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. guys welcome to the long box podcast i am armando ramirez i'm danny flores i'm joey gonzalez and today we're talking comics as usual and other things per usual per usual um it's pretty early in the morning with us we're filming an early episode today so we're gonna just drop some news it's nothing real intense we're just gonna say what's going on out there to get our brains working yeah i think i think I think that's a good format going forward. Yeah, just like yeah. hit a bunch of news topics that might have happened over the last yeah, week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, we're not going to dive into them or anything. You know, we'll make some comments, and, and they're definitely like a lot of them won't be, you know, we're not looking up facts or anything. So, but if you see something that we missed or we said a name wrong or quoted something wrong, you know, message us because we want to get you guys involved too. So, for yeah. sure. Um, so, big, big thing happening this week is, um, uh, a, a book fight girls that came out um by frank cho and sabine rich mm-hmm. and uh it looks pretty cool but but the funny thing was is um frank cho did a uh frazetta homage. a frazetta homage and um they like axed it after he finished it because um if you don't know frazetta was a, a fantasy painter in the um 80s and i mean he was famous he was 70s 70s 80s, 80s yes 70s 80s and you know, he he attributed to movie posters and books and albums. Did and a lot of Conan. Conan, uh-huh, a lot of fantasy stuff. And, you know, when he passed, the uh, the estate split up between, I think, um, his, daughters his daughter and his, and, his son? and his son. Right. Yeah. So um, the, the daughter and the granddaughter, they run uh, fantasygirls.com or frazettagirls.com, which yeah. is all his, you know, merch and things like that. And then there's another thing that they have. But so apparently this this the homage, the, the original painting wasn't um, approved. approved by the estate um, because, you know, I guess the other the other estate is very, you know, they're OK with it. And they like, you know, promoting their uh late you know grandfather and stuff like that but yeah apparently this wasn't a, a no-no so um and that kind of happens a lot in in comics uh lately too and i think that's a big thing with homages like you got to be careful because it seems cool doing a you know getting on that trend of doing a famous movie poster or stuff but yeah i think it said here like the main issue that they had with it was that it featured the bedrock city logo which i think is the oh, shop that yeah. it was featured on yeah and i can get that I mean, if it was because I was going to say, like, my thoughts on it, if if you were going to try to police uh, homages like that, you know, good luck. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot going around. Yeah. Um, and well, that's what that's what his granddaughter, because she's a part of the other state. And people thought, you know, why were you doing? She was like, no, I don't have the 
you know, the claim to that. But she said, I think homages are great because it, you know, it gets the original work out there that people might not, you know, know of and stuff. So yeah, I think this one just kind of stepped on toes. I don't think there's any kind of ill will. Or is, it, like any is it a thing where, on. do you think it's a thing where had it been just a virgin cover without any logos or anything like that? They would have been cool with it. I think they would have been okay. They just didn't. They want wouldn't have bedrock. Yeah, bedrock comics. Bedrock comics. Bedrock. They wouldn't have thought, you know, of that. Or, but, yeah, I, I think that's true. If it was a virgin, they would have been more. You know, they wouldn't have thought down that road of oh, advertising and blah, yeah. Blah, blah. So. Because that's the other thing. Like Frank Cho did a straight up oil painting yes. <laughs> of Frazetta's straight up oil painting of uh, Cat Lady, the Cat Lady. Yeah. Uh, image in a cat lady, yeah, cat, cat lady, cat girl, cat girl, yeah, cat that's girl. what it is, cat girl. So, like, he did the pose and everything, copied it in oil, and yeah, it's right you know, like a complete just yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's, Frank's it's, is beautiful, Frank, I mean, Frank, is and awesome. if you don't, if you don't both know, of, Frank both Frank, Frank Frazetta, Frank yes, Cho, yeah, both, yeah, yeah, both Franks. So, and uh, Frank Cho, yeah, if you don't know him, shame on you, like, <laughs> but as, as a lover of art, but. but I think because he did it. So close, yeah. and in the same media type, right? That they really were just really cautious about having that work go out like that. Oh yeah. Whereas I've seen homages where the original is a painting, and then then somebody comes in with just a pencil and ink, and you know, just colors. And oh yeah. Like okay, they've sort of fit in the same manner. Yeah, like 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 um like Lee Weeks did one of 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 a Frazetta Death Dealer. And and it's like literally the Hulk on on a horse with it. Like it makes no sense, but it's like a different format and a different, you know, of course, Lee Weeks inks and stuff. So yeah. it's different. So, yeah, I think that's a big factor, too. It was kind of, you know, oh, they're like, you know, being cartoony with it. That's fun. As opposed to like a really prominent, you know, artist legitimately painting it, like Danny said. Yeah, yeah for sure. OK, uh, up next. Uh, so. uh Doctor Sleep, you guys heard of that? The mm -hmm. film, or the, is it a series? Or? The Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Wow. Well, the filmmakers have um, they announced that they're going to take a crack at something is killing the children from Boom Studios. Dang. So that popped up. I thought that was pretty cool. Good job, man. Yeah, right. Like wow. all these all these indie books, man, are just making their way into you know big film. I like it. I well, think that's great. Yeah. It, so they're getting scouted. In <laughs> Joey's already got ideas. Yeah. Joey's planning to leave us. Yeah. Um, hey guys, uh, you guys need a writer, or, you know? So like, when movies are pitched, it's usually just a script, you know, right. uh, or a loose idea. Yeah. Um, but and, and a lot with, of times those scripts are shopped around for years. Yeah. And but when you have a graphic novel, especially an independent. You know, an indie book that's really well selling and people, you know, kind of gravitate towards it, then that's that's just easy pickings for movie studios to come in. Like, what is what is getting buzz on the streets? And they see, like, was it Sweet Tooth? Sweet yeah. Tooth. Bitter Roots becoming a series. Yes, yes. Bitter uh, Root. With but uh, Gina King is producing yeah. it, I think, which is awesome. Like, and then we just had the whole uh, Jupiter's Legacy stuff yeah. go out. Um, Even Invincible. Lock and key. Yeah. yeah, Lock and Key. Uh, all these books, you and know, because they already have the imagery done. So yeah. it's basically they're just filming from storyboards and a story already set. Right. Yep. And then also, like, who said, one of y'all said Invincible. Like, it's, like, not even on just a one plat. It's, like, animation 
as well as, you know, um, you know, um, Netflix and Amazon and, you know, whoever is picking these up. And, uh, man, it's, it's pretty exciting. It is, know? man. It's, it's, expi- it's, it's exciting and it's expiring. Um, because expiring, expiring, inspiring. inspiring. Okay. Oh, my okay. bad, man. My bad. No, it's your sinuses. I couldn't like. totally. No, but man, it's it's really cool because uh, you're seeing a lot of these other stories that you know you'd never really know that were like there was one the kitchen. I didn't know that was a comic book, mm-hmm. right? And it was kind of funny. I liked it yeah. a lot. It was tight. Um, and then I went back and read the graphic novel, and it was a little bit different. You know, there's uh, things that were changed here and there, but for, like Danny said, for the most part, it's uh, the storyboarding's already done. And they're just filming it from there. And it's really cool. So I'm excited to see what happens with us. Yeah. So, uh, Obl- Oblivion. Oh, the Tom Cruise movie Oblivion? Yeah. That was a graphic novel. It was quote unquote a graphic novel. Dang, that's cool. It was in the beginning stages, like they had the script done and they had uh, storyboard art ready for it, ready for it to go into production as a graphic novel. Uh-huh. And like a movie producer saw it at one of the cons, I think it was like San Diego. They saw their booth and they thought, oh, that looks neat. And they got into the story more and they just bought the rights to make a movie. Like the graphic novel never even came out. That's a man. That's a, good job. Good <laughs> right? job. No negativity. Good job, man. Good job. Oh, right. Shout out to that team. Whoever they are. <laughs> man, because that's awesome, man. Because what if, what, man, what if that happens to us one day? Or just imagine that, you know, yeah. like you have an idea and there's a movie. Because I'm pretty sure that's happening now. Yeah. You know, movie producer just walking around cons. So if you guys are going to cons, get your stuff legit because they're out there. Yeah. They're out there. They're looking for it. Yeah. Don't don't turn away somebody trying to, you know, haggle you for your art. They yeah, because be, you never know they who might could be, be undercover asking. trying to see if you're easy to work with. And for sure. You know. Yeah. But all right. Um, also, in other news, like I don't know if you guys know this this uh, character, Captain America. He's uh, a <laughs> he's 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 one of those uh, small independent right guys, yeah right? yeah I but apparently so. like i mean he's like started to get political i don't know what? if you guys what have heard this why why would he do that <laughs> why would he do that a character i don't know a big star on his chest called you know? captain america captain america decides to get political <laughs> weird right unheard of so this i saw this and i I didn't believe it. I thought this was like a, like a, what are those sites? Like the onion. The onion <laughs> and stuff. But it goes Fox News reporter or Marvel up in, in a scandal of making Marvel. Captain America too political. Like that was the title of the, and I found out where it came from and it came from Dean Kane. Boy. Dean Kane and Hercules. And Hercules. Kevin, Kevin Sorbo. Sorbo. So these guys have have tried to you know make their voice known about like um, what you would call like woke culture or cancel culture within a lot of fandoms and stuff, and that was the topic that Captain America is being too political and forced as a political presence. So they read a quote from the latest issue of Captain America, and it was taken out of context, completely out of context. Which usually that's how Fox News operates. They right. operate completely out of context um, in order to try and have gotcha moments and yeah. get their listeners. Oh, you said this two yeah. years ago? And get people angry and yeah. like riled up. and It's it's really dumb. But, yeah, Dean Cain and Kevin Sorbo, Dean Cain especially, oh, he fell for it in once. He, he even admitted, oh, well, I didn't actually read the book where it came from. <laughs> But he still stands by his words yeah. because, you know, he's already said it. He's not going to back down. Like, oh, no, no, no. I was Superman. I play, you know, 
Uh, it's it's all just headache inducing. Yeah. It's so bad. But yeah, so that kind of stuff's been spreading. And it, and I was surprised that the like the reaction on, on my Facebook, at least on my social media, is everybody was like, what is like, duh. Like, it was a dumb moment. Like, yeah, that's obviously Captain America. Like, you know, he's always fought Nazis and things like that. Yeah, like his like first appearance, man, punching Hitler in the face. Right. Like on the cover. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's talking how it's like, oh, he's, he's un-American now, pushing un-American idea. Are we forgetting Nomad? Are we forgetting yeah. the Patriot? Or sorry, yeah. not the Patriot, uh, the Captain. The Captain. The uh, Captain, this, man. this isn't new. Yeah. He's done this like at least three or four times in the past. But so that was the the kind of stuff that how comics is so integrated in real world stuff, you know, like real life stuff. I just, I think it's people. In just a bad to... way or a good way. I mean, now people are going to be like, I want to go read that Captain America comic to prove Dean yeah. Kane right. And then be like, oh, I like comics now. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, but whatever works, whatever works, the trap, yeah. right. put the trap out. Yeah. So uh, CDC is online this year again. San Diego Comic-Con. SDCC. DCC. What did I say? CCC? CDC. I've got I don't know. I don't brain. know if you guys know this. Armando does not know the alphabet. I don't. There's I don't. only like to him. There's only 16 letters. Yes. <laughs> I like when I type. I don't know. I just type the way I think. I'm a terrible like I don't have good grammar or anything like that. It's all good, man. San Diego Comic Con. That's what online. Joey's for. Yeah, Joey's Joey's, Joey's, our, Joey's a writer. Yeah. So, but uh, San Diego Comic Con online, they have some cool stuff right now. They have, uh, I guess, I I thought Tumblr went away, but I guess it's still around. No, it's still out. Yeah, they have a whole art gallery you can go to and look at different artists. I don't know how you submit, but you can go have art up there, or you know, from people who are gonna kind of go there. And oh, then they've got some. They announced some stuff there. Doing a, a Dragon Ball Z reveal of a new movie or something online. So for cool. you, um, cool, anime. Cool. That reveal is going to take forever. Yeah. It's going to take forever. It's going to power up in five minutes. Yeah, power up in five minutes. So go Yo, check that out. Shout out also. KameaCon is happening right now. Oh, okay. Um, this weekend. It's the, the 10th and 11th. Uh, so it's the fourth year they've had it. I went to it the first year and the second year, and it was really awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm really excited. It's any kind of. Where's that located? Uh, Dallas. Dallas. Arlington, okay. to be specific. Arlington, yeah. Yeah. I, thought I was think I was supposed to go to that one year. Just to go. I just wanted to check it out, but I don't know what happened. Yeah, but I need to because cool. it looks pretty cool. It was the first time I ever got to see the the Japanese voice actors. Oh, they wow. had the Japanese voice actor Vegeta and a couple others there. But it was cool. really awesome. Yeah. I remember, I remember my first anime con. I got invited to go to one um, to watch a buddy perform comedy. Oh, at, at an anime con- convention. At an anime convention. Yeah. All right. It was it was wild. Like it was really good. Was it, it was, anime oriented or was it just like just a it comedy was more, show? It was more nerd culture. Okay. Um, yeah. and like they had four guys, and my buddy I think went third, and it was really good. Like yeah, and we spent the uh, my wife and I spent the rest of the day uh, just walking around, and that's where man, this this is so long ago. This is before Copics became like mainstream. Uh, all artists know what Copics are. Yeah. Um, they became mainstream and they had a table there with just a bucket full of Copics where you could just try them all out to see how they work. I, I must have spent like an hour at that table. Christina's looking Copics at me like, out, are you out done? Of the, <laughs> out in the wild? Are you done? Can we go? What are you doing? You're not, like... This is, and this was, I think, before smartphones. God. So she, like, really had this bored look on her face, like, ugh. You were just trying <laughs> out these markers. I, was, I like, really was. I really was. Yeah. Was, I, think, I think we all, as artists, we always have that problem, too. Like, we'll stop somewhere, and I'll start doodling on the tablet or something. Yeah. You know, Kate's like, let's go. I, mean, I was like, no, I'm looking at this. 
Like, no, drawing oh, on it. You're just not even like, like look, you're not, you're unimpressed, but these people around me, right? when I walk away from this and, <laughs> leave this and leave this awesome image of whatever it is I'm doodling, they're going to think I'm awesome. Okay. The best buy tech, sir, did you draw this? Yeah, I did. You want to autograph? Like, no, you're going to have to come with us because. <laughs> You already messed this up, so you used a permanent marker on the <laughs> iPad screen. <laughs> oh, God. Dang. But if you guys are watching this, um the that new Dragon Ball movie, it might be uh cooler returning. So uh, oh, okay. I'm just gonna drop that little there. Cool, cool. We'll talk about that later on when it pops up. All right, so I'm gonna bundle these next two because they're all kinda in the same of like um like T V shows or shows that are coming out that I'm excited about. So Jellystone, Hanna Barbera. Yes, is coming back in a new format, and it's called Jellystone, and it's just about all the characters that live in that universe. They, but like they Yogi exist. They exist in one town. In right? one town. Yeah, Jellystone. Jellystone. Uh, which you know, Jellystone Park, like Yogi Bear and stuff like that. Yogi but this is news to me. I didn't know about yes, this. Yeah. Oh, oh man. And uh, you know, I already going to tell people we're going to complain about like you know this is the same thing with the, the art style, the art style and stuff. But so, uh, hold, on, enjoy hold, on, hold on, this is news to Joey. Yeah. This is this is the difference between you and I, Armando, and Joey. <laughs> Joey. Okay. Joey's young and still has a life. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Barely. I'll sit at home. I sit at home all day scrolling through uh, my news feeds. Yeah. So I'll see all these trailers. Mondo's sitting them like, oh, man, that looks so cool, right? Yeah. And we'll go back and forth. And, and like, and Joey's like, oh, I'm too busy for any of this, guys. Wait, did I, you guys send that in the group chat? No. No. Oh, man. That's why. <laughs> That's because you were skating somewhere, yeah, bro. You were probably off, you scouting were for the Olympics or yeah. whatever you were doing. You're off, to. you're off being awesome. And off being awesome, are. doing fun stuff. <laughs> like, like, show it's like, hey man, we're about to do the skating ring at like eight o'clock. I'm like, bro, I'm in my, my PJs. <laughs> about right. to stream this amazing Spider Man and Amazing Friends, bro. <laughs> you but stream uh, it while you skate, <laughs> man. No, man um, but uh, what Jellystone, Jellystone, yeah. yeah. So all the characters yeah. live in the the town together, and they all interact together. So there's no like, so there's like, no like Jabberjaw episode, and then if you, if you buggy episode, yeah, no, yeah. Like Yogi Bear. Because sometimes they would pair them up. Anthology, they still be kind yeah. of cool. yeah, but they're all together. They're, they're all together, all coexisting. I get, and it looks like the same kind of comedy of like they're in like a current times, or you know they're maybe trying to get a job or something like. So it'll be fun. I'm excited about it because I love all those there. cartoons. And uh, so that was one of them. Uh, Silverhawks. They're gonna, Silver Hawks. They're planning to redo Silverhawks. They're coming back. Well, okay. So I there's a group. Uh-huh. It was a Super 7. Okay. They do toys. Oh, okay. And they do a lot of uh, different properties. They had just released a set of Silverhawk toys. It didn't look as cool as the original Silver. Yeah. So they didn't have the chrome plating. Oh, man. But they had a lot of the figures. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, I wonder if uh, someone would ever consider redoing a Silverhawks cartoon. And lo and behold, like less than a week later, they were like redoing it. Yeah, it probably blew up from those toys, man. They were like blowing up. Um, And then Star Wars is doing a series, which you'll probably be interested in. Yeah, uh, or you know about? It's like supposed to be anime style or about a different. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, I forget what it's called. Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Visions, I think. Okay. Star Wars Visions, and um, it's uh, I may be wrong on this, but they're teaming up with uh, multiple different studios, and they're producing uh, anime style Star Wars stories in different kind of animation styles. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they're, uh, I think there might be one. So, is it, stories. it's like y'all ever read uh, Gotham Knights? 
or no, read it. Watch, watch Gotham. Watch, watch Gotham. Yeah, Knight, I was about Batman. to say yeah. that, the Batman Gotham. Knight. Yeah, they had the different anime stories, uh, artists, and stories uh, in one movie, like mm-hmm. Batman. So that was cool. That, I thought that was so cool, man. It was cool. That was my first like interaction with Batman, and in that sense of anything, you know, There's anime. Uh, yeah. Right, he's been anime stuff before, like or like a yeah, Batman Ninja that came out not too long. Oh yeah, ago. that no, one. No, no, yeah. But but Batman uh, Gotham Knights was before Batman. That was Ninja. before, right? So maybe not. I don't know the, why. The, I think the one was uh, the Bat manga from the nineteen sixties. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. That's, that's really what cool. it was. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be the Gotham Knights. I thought it was going to be just another animated movie that DC was doing, and I loved it. No, it was the a bunch art. of shorts. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. But I got the news right here for Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars Visions. There's going to be nine episodes. They're teaming up with different studios. Uh, the stories are going to be one-offs, but they're going to be featuring uh, places that we've seen and some of the stories may be overlapping with some of the events that we've already seen in the movies. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty cool. Is it? <laughs> Is it? Hey, man, I, I'm all for it. I There's um, I'm at, I'm at the point in my life where they just need to let Star Wars die. No, they, they need, need, to, let, to, let they need to let the Clone Wars go. Because they're milking it. Because honestly, the the Clone Wars, uh, the second episode was the best one, um, in my opinion. Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones is the the best Star Wars out of the first six. Well, if you get out of it, yeah. Uh, so don't come at me with picks for it, y'all. Uh, I don't my, care. My man. first Star Wars, Wars. Yeah. my first Star Wars was Episode One. He also has Eminem in his top three. Oh, so don't take, dang. let it go, <laughs> let it go. You knew it was coming, Joey. At some point in the show. He knew it was going to come. Oh, man. Like, Danny would have brought a bag of M&Ms up here like, you want some, Joey? <laughs> no, but like, all right, all right, all right. Star, Star Wars would be cool if they just let go of the Clone Wars. Because every single sequel, like, we've had two returning seasons of the Clone Wars itself. We've had, uh, what you call it, uh, the Bad Batch. Which is still like Clone Wars part ever? Sorry, season Clone, eight. Clone Wars adjacent. It's, yeah, it's, pretty much because it exists in that same time period. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, let it go. Let's go in the past. I mean, uh, the what you call it comic right now, the High Republic is really good. I mean, it's slow burning. There's not a lot of action going on right now. There's a lot of kind of political stuff happening. Uh, they're kind of building the the previous lore. Uh, we even get to see a younger Yoda in there. So if there's any Yoda fans that are kind of curious to see his younger days as a Jedi, check out the High Republic. It's a really good one. Um, yeah, we need to move on. Okay, um, so then the last thing is um, Black Widow Trap. So you'll, it'll probably be out before you guys hear this one maybe, but um, I thought it was fun. I liked it. We won't liked still won't drop any spoilers because it's new and it's on the premiere and all that stuff, but I liked it a lot, man. It I did too. Really, really, it was a, what I expected and, you know. It made me wish that Scarlett Johansson had her own trilogy. She deserved it. In my opinion, I would have loved to have seen only, a trilogy I of think, espionage. Well, you know what? Only if they featured all the other characters. Like, I think they could do it now with all the other characters they have. I just, like, kind of go back in the past and all that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, or go forward even. Because she's, this is, you know, well, we can't, we won't jump into it. But I think, yeah, I think it could be done now. Well, I mean, with the TVA and, and Loki, I mean, if you guys yeah. are up to date on Loki, there's, some, you know, the, the whole Marvel landscape changed to what we know of. So, I just keep seeing the crocodile stuff. I, I haven't I seen. I don't want to watch it yet. yet. It's, it's, it's hype. Danny, I see your brain working. What's going on? I'm thinking of a trilogy for the Black Widow. Okay. So it's before Iron Man two. Okay. She is an assassin. She gets a job to kill a high level American ambassador or something like that. And then she gets placed on Shield's radar. 
Like, she's on the run. So that's, like, she does the job. She's on the run. She finally gets out of it, whatever. And that's, like, the end of the first movie. The second movie is when they assign Barton. Or, like, at the tail end of the first movie, they assign Barton to go uh, cleaner, whatever. And then that's part two where she's running and they're, you know, they're interacting sort of with each other. It's like a game, like a game of chess to them. Like the Budapest? Yeah, but and then the third one, and then the third one would be them uh, escaping Budapest, 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 Budapest. The third one would be them escaping, but like you could really draw it out. There's a lot more that you could do. It's it doesn't have to be a single movie, you know. Um, Man, my favorite. It could be that that bringing her into Shield, like the opening of the third one, could be them. Finally getting out of Budapest, uh, indoctrinating her into S.H.I.E.L.D., getting her all set up and everything, and then her going out on another S.H.I.E.L.D. mission thinking, you know, this is much better. And then, like, the ending is where she ends up at uh, Stark Industries. Something quick like that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. With little characters dropped in. I always like characters. Like, man, I loved seeing the Red Guardian. That was so cool. He was fun. That was so fun and cool. And the humor was fun. Can't talk about that yet. Why? Uh, no, the other part, the because uh, well, we can talk about this part. Uh, he's obsessed with Captain America. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. there's something that's that. said in the movie that makes me wonder if they're gonna kind of tie in something with the comics because there is something that could have been obvious that we've seen in Falcon and Winter Soldier um, with the previous Super Soldier, um, but we don't know because you know I don't know if you guys remember, but in the comic books they explained Captain America mm-hmm. being around. Um, whenever Steve Rogers was frozen ice, because they basically like remade Steve Rogers in a way, like they, they recruited, recruited yeah, they others recruited and had others like surgeries and to, stuff like that. Yeah, like uh, the Spirit of '76, uh, the Patriot or the Super Patriot, mm-hmm. um, the guy who would go on to become the Hate Monger. No, the Flag Smasher, the original Flag, Flag Smasher. Yeah. He yeah. was a Captain America clone sort yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if they're going to be doing something like that. That would be cool. Because if be it cool was the character from Falcon and Winter Soldier, I feel like they would have made a clear differentiation. Like they would have yeah. been able to decide, you know, Captain America might have looked a little different back then. No, because that guy was still in prison. During that time? Oh, yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, he was. Because yeah. he said he was in prison for like oh, 30 yeah. years. That's right. So they were in the, that's when the guy... It was was so like it might oh. have been yeah it might have been might have been Dang. it, it could have been like the government sending a secret ops guy dressed as Captain America that was that was tight man <laughs> his his light is, are you calling me a liar yeah uh, man that's that's tight yeah there's a whole thing with oh my god I forgot to talk about uh, Yelena she stole everything I loved her so much I, I oh yeah, yeah I was yeah. I was so excited to see her as excited it was whenever Florent, I saw Florence Florent, 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 the, yeah. what is the the dude I was like who is she who is she and then I remembered the Midsommar man I don't know if you guys saw that movie. I don't think I have Ugh. no I haven't seen it I, oh, I saw dude. this this oh. is like the first <laughs> movie I've seen this char- this uh, actress in that I can even go watch that remember. movie um, but man she stole it uh, yeah I'm, if they if they pass torch on to her to be the next uh main widow for the, the mcu I think i'm all be, for yeah it. that'd be cool She'd i think great. i think that's what the plan that's is the plan yeah well because well, um, well because they're also talking aren't they talking about doing uh iron heart as mm-hmm. as a uh, iron man to kind of replace you know robert downey well we also still have so, harley keener in there yeah and he might end up being well. My my little head is he's gonna end up being like Iron Lad or something like that in the Young Avengers. Yeah. Okay. 
because well they might just make him king again or king and like in the con- yeah, that's that's a whole thing my bad that's no, fine that's I, what I, we're here I, for I, man yeah. to talk about no, it. We're just we just we all have those moments where like ooh you know we hit a, a role and then we're just storyboarding yeah yeah because because they are they do have the star hearts confirmed yeah. to be a series right Ironheart, Ironheart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So my hope is that Iron, because there's also Armor Wars coming out soon. Man, I think that all be great because you mean this kind of culture of like there can only be one Iron Man or there can only be one Captain America. I think kills storytelling. Yeah, like to I mean, obviously you know you don't want like a like a a goofy Cap wolf or like you know all the time, but to have different you know mantles of yeah, the same or and, different characters that just kinda, have the same vibe you know yeah, like, yeah and to kind of go back on the captain america thing in uh, the recent book the united states of captain america um at the last page in the last panel captain uh, steve rogers and sam wilson are agreed to go on a mission together mm-hmm. and they shake hands and sam's like uh something along the lines of uh let's do this cap and Steve is like, you got it, Cap, or thanks, Cap. Yeah. Like they both like have that. Acknowledged, acknowledged exactly. that. I mean, in, in D.C., they had how many Green Lanterns? But that's, a, okay, so but I was just How many to, Flashes? But, yeah. but that's what I was just about to say. Um, D.C. is all about legacies. It's yep. not like you can't have more than right. one. They want legacies because uh, D.C. was built on a family-friendly idea, you know, early, early, early on. Uh Superman was for the the little guy, you know. Batman was breaking necks, yeah, breaking <laughs> necks. The Shazam <laughs> family, yeah, like that whole first Captain Marvel was all like, you know, uh, Mary Marvel and all that stuff together, and uh, it was a family friend. Like that was okay to do that, but like know? Batman was an orphan, and all he does yeah. is surround himself with other orphans or troubled youths and right. builds his own family. You know, yeah, like and so that's what that's the thing about DC that I really love is that they have a great way of passing on legacies. And that's, I think, big, you know, piggybacking on that, that's kind of why it differentiates Marvel. What we're talking about is, like, Marvel creates a character that is different from anybody. Captain America, you know, the serum died with the Doctor, you know, the Fantastic Four, Cosmic Rays, and so there's nobody else like him. So they fed into that for a long time to where when you introduce another, oh, they can't be in the Fantastic Four because it's only supposed to be them or, like, you know, and then, but now you've got uh, thirty Spider Man running around. Yeah, right. Um, Venom oh, venomized everything. Wolverine's, <laughs> Wolverine's another good example because X twenty three is probably my favorite like uh, legacy character from Marvel. Yeah. Um, because I think she was introduced in the cartoon series X Men mm-hmm. Evolution, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, so that's my little claim to fame. Is like I saw her first. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's really cool because. Um, you just call dibs on a cartoon character? No, man. Like, <laughs> like, I think that's what it, it sounded like. Bro. I saw our first. Back off, guys. Oh, yeah. We're we running back to, back to 10 years old. Yeah. I'm the Red Power Ranger. <laughs> no, um, but uh, it, it's really cool because I think in our next topic, we're going to be talking about um, she's going to be involved in it. But Well, she, yeah, let's jump into it. After cool. You, after you say this, what you just said. Perfect, man. Uh, but the legacy characters, um, I know a lot of people don't give them a chance because it's just change. But yeah. you kind of have to. Comics have been around for it stale, about, man. it's about to be a hundred years. Yeah. If not if like the main you're the main characters. It's about yeah. to be a hundred years. Yeah. It's time to change. Yeah. yeah. And give it a shot, man, because Look, some of the I char- mean, but this hatred for for characters taking over mantles has uh, always been around. Think yeah. back think back to Kyle Rayner. Yeah, how much yeah. hate he got. Yep. Think back to uh, Wally West when he Wally first West? took over for oh, Barry Allen. Man. Well, see, I remember hearing kids talk like 
the finding out that you know it wasn't um that it was wally west you know and it wasn't barry allen as the flash and they just like what i've been reading this for long. yeah dude what see it's the flash <laughs> like no that see that's not my change because like, i'm showing my age my my youth a little bit and uh this might be a little naive but I mean, kyle rayner debuted the year i was born mm. in 94 yeah, so, so I by wasn't the time around. he got up, he was already popular. Exactly. Yeah. So I wasn't around to see all that hatred. Those books were around. Fucking humble I bet. brag. Those books. Born in those books. It's not a humble brag. <laughs> I got shit to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I was not set up for this. Um, but anyway, it's uh, Kyle Rayner and those legacy characters were in the books that I was picking up from the library. Yeah. So I was yeah. just reading and just digesting those. Right. Yeah. See, yeah. that's what like a lot of the youth get to experience. Like. Think about uh, the kids who first grew up with Jon Stewart as their Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking before Justice League, the cartoon, because yeah. he took over for a little while uh, in the main DC universe. Yeah. Like Hal Jordan had to step away and uh, Guy Gardner wasn't available. Jon Stewart became the Green Lantern. Yeah, and that popularity a, yeah. is what helped yeah. him get in the. Yeah. In the, yeah. I mean, just. And like, a different depiction of someone of color in comics that. Wasn't like a thug or, yeah, you know, that's what Neil Adams talks officer. about when he created him. He's like, I wanted him to be something that people from your, like, he's a military man. He's very educated. Yeah. You know, something that's different. And also taking over a mantle of, you know, one of the most popular characters at yeah. the time. That's what I liked about Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner was a loser. I mean, he was just trying to make it. He was a struggling artist. artist. He, had his, he had his girlfriend that was like Shots borderline. Fired. You hear that? You hear that, Mondo? Dang. Shots man. fired. He called struggling artists losers. Losers. Oh, I did not say that. Man, oh, y'all do, these pages killed, for, man. do these pages for me. Slaves. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, we get what you're saying, man. Yeah, we no, get, it wasn't a normal yeah, no, character. Like, he got the ring in a back alley. Yeah, you know, he was at yeah, a, he was at a show, a concert, and he was stepped out to get some fresh air, and there was like the last guardian, and he's like, "Here, take this ring and and restart the core." And you're like, what? What? Imagine, imagine a whole like a whole galaxy of these lanterns. And they're reduced to like, here, man, just you're the last person I can give this to. Like, yeah. First person I see gets this ring. <laughs> Nobody? They, Nobody they, ex- really? they explained it really well in uh, Jeff John's New Guardian. Yeah. Um, it's, without diving too much into it, they basically said that since Ganthet formed that ring out yeah. of all of the other rings, yeah. that there was all of the emotions that they felt. And Kyle, since he was somebody that was feeling, uh, I guess, extreme depression and being a lowly artist. Exactly. Damn, man. Yes. All right. Yes. If you're sad enough, you can become a Green Lantern. Just a bum, bro. (laughs) These artists, man, scrubby artists, dude. All they ever do is want to get paid for their work. Worthless, bro. Worthless, man. Sorry, man. We'll make it. All right, man. Well, you mentioned X-23, so let's jump into what we want to talk about today, and that is X-Men number one. I'm still alive for it. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So we've talked about this on past episodes, and... um, We've talked about like you know the House of X, Power of X, Powers of Ten, Powers of Ten, Marauders, Hellions, um, X Force, like the the entirely brand new launch of the X X line, X X line, X line, yeah, X line, because yeah. it's not really a universe because they interact in the Marvel universe. Right. Um, so I I haven't picked up my pool yet, so these guys are gonna take the the reins and I'm going to ask questions along the way because I'm excited about it and I'm still going to read it. So yeah. you, got it. you guys feel free to 
whatever start off with whatever right. so this week uh we see the relaunch of x-men with x-men number one by jerry duggan pepe laraz uh Raz. like and killing that it right is now. on everything killing it rightfully so he's Talented artist, yeah, love his work. Um, Danny, who's the the main villain right here, or this guy right here? This guy, he's a new guy that they're introducing. Oh, so he's new. Yeah. Okay. I his uh, I felt really bad for him, man. <laughs> like, change. It's easier to change your body for Mars than it is to change Mars for your body. And then here come the X Men changing Mars. For everybody, you know, yeah. for, for humans. Yeah, they terraform the entire planet. And then he's just there. Like, Cause that, okay, so the, the opening of this book uh, starts with a young prodigy who at 10 graduated uh, college with, you know, with honors and everything, had an IPO that I think went live and made millions. And his parents kind of said, oh, well, you're just a, a one-hit wonder. They took his money and ran, bro. They left him. They left him, and so he decided from that point on, like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do for myself. And so he developed a second one, I think, and created like a business venture and became basically he's uh, Musk, Elon Musk, or Bezos or something. Yeah, you know, in in the way, in the manner that he's gained his fortune or regained wow. his fortune, and uh, his thing coming up was to change people for space travel because like Joey said, it was easier to change your body, mutate your body quote unquote, uh, rather than change or terraform a planet. And then lo and behold, the X-Men do it in like an hour, in an one hour. Night, God. which, which, uh, completely craters his business. Wow. And so that's, that's like the opening, uh, of this book, this yeah. new book. And so, so this, this guy's going to be the antagonist or so would say. Probably. Well, it sets up a couple like. of antagonists going okay. Um, So we see that opening. And then what happens, it uh, jumps to the story of the X-Men and how now that they've already terraformed, they're establishing, they've had, a, they held a vote because at their gala, they held a vote uh, for a new X-Men team. They figured Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we have a nation of mutants, and we all can fight, but we're not unified to confront a any kind of threat. Really, we don't have we don't have a military yeah. response, if and, you will. And they had a vote. This was like online Between for all every, the mutants, but yeah. this was like online for everyone, right? Like, oh yeah, like readers, readers. You guys got to, got to go vote who was the new team. I thought that was pretty neat. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. but the way they explained it in the book, was yes, that right. They uh, Jean Grey uh, or uh, all the telepaths connected every the, mutant. mutant mind. Wow, and they got to vote on who would be joining the team. That's awesome. And so, um, so who's who's the new team? Off did they introduce them right off the bat? Here I'm looking at some. Yeah, pages. we have uh, Marvel Girl, okay. Jean Grey. We have Cyclops. We have Rogue, Sunfire, Sink or Cinch, Sink, uh, Sink, and um, Polaris, Wolver- Polaris, Wolverine, and Polaris, Wol- Polaris, Polaris, Polaris. Right. and it's the Laura Kinney Wolverine. Yep. There you go with your legacy. X twenty three legacies. Yeah. So these guys are getting introduced. So well, so they got introduced at the gala, yep. right? When they right after they held the vote, they all came up to the front. You know, like here's your new yeah. X Men team. And the neat part about that is they're going to have votes annually. Oh wow! For really? New members, yeah, that's they're wow. supposed to have votes annually. That's what 
That's the way it was That's explained. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, I like that. That's really cool. So now that they have this new team, Cyclops insists that they be based in New York. Yep. Which, you know, it kind of makes sense. That's where, because of the Marvel Universe, uh, that's where the writers and artists were. So they based a lot of the characters, both heroes and villains, out of New York. So if there's ever a problem, you have to be in New York. <laughs> New York. Everything happens in New York. Everything happens in New York. Everything happens. So um, so Ben Urick rolls up <laughs> after, they, uh, after Cyclops pretty much makes this uh, their base of operations in New York. And it's this really cool kids next door looking treehouse <laughs> with all these different compartments and everything with each member in there. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, Ben Yurick wants a story. He's a reporter. Yeah. Yep. If, if no one knows, Ben Yurick is a co-owner Owner. of the Daily Bugle now. Yep. And I don't know how many people, like, how far back our listeners are going to go. Daily Bugle, that's a big Spider-Man connection. That's where Spider-Man ta- or Peter yeah. Parker takes pictures for. Mm-hmm. J. Jonah Jameson is his boss. And he, I, I want pictures of Spider-Man. You know, <laughs> get me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just any this, Who this knows? moment, this yeah, moment, this moment Joey. right here. You uh, know, in an alternate universe, that saved my life. You yeah, got it. there was somebody with a gun to my head, and he was like, "J. Jonah Jameson, go right now. Give me pictures <laughs> of Spider Man." You know, and you, you live, you live. Yeah, I made it. Perfect, man. <laughs> but uh, Ben Urich is a character that was in uh, Daredevil. Daredevil, yes. And yeah. he was also in. Uh, so he's in the Daredevil Netflix series, but he was also in the. Ben Affleck, two thousand three, uh, Daredevil movie. Yeah. Um. So was uh, he? Um. Or was it like? I remember at one point it was him or some Yurik that was the Green Goblin for a while. Like the it new was, Green I Goblin. Think it was his son. Oh, his son. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember he was like the new Green Goblin, but he was like kind of like a good guy or something. I gotta. I gotta bring a laser pointer here. I gotta get you guys to focus. X Men. X Men. My bad. My bad. Um. There's uh there's a lot of dialogue that's happening here. In- so yeah, it's you're getting the story and yep. Cyclops explaining a lot of the stuff going on. There's one thing that uh the Yurik really wants to know, and he's he mentions Cyclops's outfit. He's like, hey, is that from uh, House of uh, what is it? Because it's right there. He's talking to him. What is it? The House of... House of uh, Carnation. House of Carnation, yeah. Oh. And so the, the, the owner of House of Carnation is a mutant, and he died um, from an overdose. He wasn't murdered or anything. Like, he was about to be murdered. He was being assaulted, but he was already on drugs. And I think the shock from the impending assault uh, caused him to have a heart attack. And that was widely publicized because he was a fashion designer in New York City. You know, that doesn't go under the rug. Right. And Ben Yurick wants to know, is that is the suit you're wearing one of those House of Carnation suits? Because, you know, they haven't been putting anything out here. You know, this is this looks new. And Cyclops is like, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You know, he doesn't really answer him. And so that's a question that lingers throughout the book, because the guy who also got cratered in his business is wondering how. These uh, mutants are surviving now. There's a line that uh, Polaris says here when she's talking to Cyclops that I wrote down because um, we uh, there was a question that we brought up uh, on our chat. It was like, what does it mean for the X-Men right now to be this way, to be the superior team? 
and there's a line that Polaris says, and they're talking about if things get bad, you know, they have the healing gardens back on Krakoa. Um, but Polaris mentions, and if things get really, really bad, there's always resurrection at Arbor Manga or Magna. So in in my head, in my interpretation of this, X Men see themselves as immortal. Well, they are exactly. for the time yeah. being. Yeah, they are. I mean, every moment of their existence is cataloged and filed away with Cerebro. Yep. So up until this moment they die, there is a, a living backup file. And so I don't know if our listeners know, but they've enacted the resurrection protocols. They have five mutants working together in tandem that are able to recreate life. Yes. So they, you know, they, they build a, a chamber, they put a body in it. They, Warp reality to yeah, it's like organic. Make it it's all life. make it viable for life. It's all they, organic. And they like, speed it up. Yeah, they speed up the time process, and then, and then they feed like plug the memories or yeah, something. they yeah. just plug the memories back into the body, and then boom, like Cyclops dies, boom, there he is again. You know, yeah, and they're all they're like it's all organically, right? Like yeah. it's not yeah. Like even uh, Nathan Gray, whenever he's resurrected, he still comes back with his uh, uh, techno organic. But I mean, body. there's no like they. They they literally can do this because of their genetics. Oh yeah, no technology. Like, this is no not, technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all like plant and organic based and everything. So. Wow, that's wild. So, anyways, uh, your question being the superior team, uh, there's an immediate issue that goes on in the middle of Manhattan. Of course, um, of course. Again, New, New York, York City, New York, <laughs> New York City, and the first person on the scene, like uh, Jean, I think. Notices it telepathically or something, and she alerts Rogue, Mm -hmm. who's first on the scene. Rogue spotted it coming in over the ocean or something, and she said, I thought it was just wild, like, debris from space, but then it turned, you know. (laughs) Like, nope, nope, it's coming straight for... This is giant Power Rangers Mechazord-looking thing. Well, and yeah, that's tight. Yeah, it's really, it's awesome. Like, that page that spread, like, they zoom in on Rogue to show the scale. yeah. And she mm-hmm. is tiny. She's like a toenail yeah. compared to this thing. And so. uh, wow, that's that's a fun way to do that. I like that. And they also show how tough Rogue is. Cause, I mean, she gets slammed through like four or five buildings, and then she just gets up right afterwards. There's a really cool spread uh, splash of the X Men coming on. I in. think this will get a different vibe too, because we get you know anytime you see X Men like fighting, they're on like you know another planet or in somebody's like mutant lair or. But this is going to give they're us. They're always hidden. They're right? always hidden. They're always hidden. Yeah. But now they're like, it's like the Avengers like Out fighting front, in open. New York City, like yep. crashing through buildings. Like, yeah, I think that's going to be pretty a, a, a change of scenery that will be nice to see in a, in a story. I think I think that's going to be a long way to endearing them to the public. Yeah. So that way, because that's been the catalyst for their existence for this book for so many years since its mm-hmm. inception is that people hate and fear what they don't know. And right. They don't know what these mutants are. But if you put mutants out in front front and center right. to save humanity, maybe you know, they'll stop, be like, stop oh. operating from the shadows. They'll be like, "Oh, this is this guy looks weird," but then people will think, "Oh, wait, but also there was a big green guy stomping through, you know, fighting yeah. the Hulk." <laughs> so well, what's, what's really cool about this is this makes you think because there's going to be like a big divide because right now the X-Men are the, the are the, are the front and center. But there's also they're just coming off of recently claiming a planet. Yeah. In the well, they have it. to have some good PR. 
Yeah, that's, that's you true. Know, you have to, like, you do something... You do something bad, you better do something good to kind of cover it, you know, make up for it. Oh, yeah, you know? But I but I think but I think Joey, what you're getting at too is I can kind of see that point of like some outlooks being like, okay, are they trying to conquer everything? Are they, you know, of course it'll look to them like, oh, we're we're doing good things. This yeah, because I didn't even know because yeah. like I don't even know if they're being like, and I'm not saying they're not being genuine, but. I don't know if they if they're like rubbing in the face of of everyone else because Charles Xavier right now is kind of like that. He's like a thumb in your nose kind of person right now, and I well, kind of like that. I, I like I like I like arrogant, not arrogant because he he can back it up. I I like. But it's that whole thing of you know we've been shat upon yeah. for so many years. Yeah, I'm, it's like why I'm not? Tired of it. I'm flexing now. Like yeah, sure. And they do because they make this big ass robot. Oh my god, yeah, that's tight. And it's like I think, and that's. It, it, I think it's going to seem that way because we're so used to those characters, not, you know, Charles always being like, oh, peace. And, you know, but now we're seeing everybody in a new light. And I think it's given that vibe. But I don't think that's the case at all. We'll see, man. So, yeah, the, they have this giant mecha thing that comes and lands in the middle of Manhattan. And their plan is to make a mecha of their own. <laughs> So they literally. So Joey is like he. This guys, on nine guys, right yeah, he's like he is stiff. Robots, bro. It's like, oh, X Men Power Rangers crossover! Oh my god! No, because to me, I, I, I was on the chat. I was like, dude, this came out of nowhere. Yeah, they, no, it like, didn't come out of nowhere. They, they pulled thinking, everything. They even got Green Green Ranger, Rogue Ranger. <laughs> the thing that kills me though is that Polaris is like, all right, I need all this, 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 and this, and then I need a backup camera. And then the next thing you see is this giant robot. And it looks like a little minion from uh, Despicable Me. Yeah. To be honest, it looks like a little tic tac. But it looks cool. Look at these big old fists, man. I know, man. It looks tight. It's going to clobber that dude. And, uh, but you you can tell Polaris is American because her mecha is so just American style. Yeah, garbage. garbage, Like like a Warhammer type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Had Polaris no been finesse. Asian or something, yeah. man, we would have gotten X Men uh, Gundam. Gundam, or <laughs> well, we're getting that right now with uh, Mecha Strike Force or whatever it's. Oh no one's gosh. reading that. No, Joey. But Joey, no stop, I'm not. Stop, no, bro. Exa- see, see, exactly. point proven. Even point I'm proven. not reading that, y'all. We're not reading. Keep it that. moving. <laughs> then uh, we need to here's it. what I love about the, the next Wolverine. Oh, I shouldn't say the next Wolverine. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Um, she just she gets in. They they get an opening. So like that was the main thing. They were gonna try to crack an opening in this giant uh, robot they're fighting, and uh, the new uh, Wolverine was just gonna pop in. And she's like, I'm gonna keep cutting this thing until it's on its ass. And then she does, and they, yeah, they win. Yeah, they save the day with their giant mech. That's awesome. But what's what's really cool about it is that as it falls, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four roll up. They're like, oh hey, good job. And, you know, they're kind of cheering them on and, uh, you know, they're saying, oh, we, we missed you guys and all that. But, you know, it's the, the job is done. They showed up late. The, the, both of those guys are, or both of those teams are based in New York. And the X-Men were still the ones to finish a job before they even showed up. Both those teams are not in New York. They're not? The Okay, so... See, that's what that's where uh, that's what we were chatting last night. Oh, wait, he's and Joey's in Jersey. Like, Damn, Joey's man. like, yeah, and he want he wanted to go back and forth. I was like, save it for tomorrow. Save it for tomorrow. They can travel no, this. No, but the this universe. is good though. No, 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 this is good. This is good. So the Avengers have Avengers Mountain uh-huh. in the Arctic. Uh-huh. It's an old celestial body up in the North Pole. Is that so, a Hickman thing? 
I don't know if it's a Hickman. I think no, it's a Jason Aaron thing. Yeah, they they have the uh, a hollowed out celestial as their base of operations. It's dark. Yeah, that's uh, awesome, man. For the Avengers, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so they're in the North Pole, which is why it took them a while. And the Fantastic Four, as you uh, the thing goes, well, I have a brisket in in the on the smoker. <laughs> So if anyone who's ever made a brisket knows, you can't just get up and leave. You've got to make sure that thing is moisturized and, and your fire is yeah. red, is, is going great. We're you know, before you can, because look, look, I'm, briskets are temperamental. If you let that fire die, you're killing your brisket. You're talking about briskets over here, Rogue. You got that? Got you got that last laser pointer, bro? You got the laser pointer you were talking about? <laughs> but that's what the thing says. Yeah. It's like I gotta go because I've got a brisket on the smoker, literally. Yeah. And so a... that makes that. That's why. And like Mondo said, they're in New Jersey now. They're not in New York. Yeah. So the the premier team, the X Men. They're only the premier team because... Oh, shit, since everything happens in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Avengers have taken a more global... Stance on stance, stuff, yeah. Especially oh, yeah, since Avengers T'Challa... Yeah, yeah, yeah. T'Challa is uh, the leader now. He's like the chairman, whatever. Yeah. So he has a more global uh, initiative in mind. And the Fantastic Four, uh, I think they got kicked out of the Baxter building or something. Probably. <laughs> yeah, so... The craziest thing was at the end of this book... Um, the new villain, I think it is. I don't know if this is his first appearance. Cordyceps Jones. Yeah. The name is a little silly, but I, I like Cordyceps. it. He looks well, really cool. The Cordyceps is that, that, the, uh, the fungus. fungus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. But Jones, like they're in space, and Jones is a last name in but space. But isn't it the astronaut's body that he takes takes control over? I yeah. just figured it was the, the fungus, and he just takes over anything, and that was just what they used to, no, to have him like, in. I thought the astronaut. Well, I might have, I might have inferred that because he's in an astronaut's body. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking that he might have taken over, like and his mind, read his mind, like, oh, well, I'm birthed from this whatever astronaut Jones. I'm Cordycep Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I love the name Cordycep Jones. Uh, the uh, he looks really cool. I don't remember a fungus villain ever. Especially one like this, one that takes over like the little zombie fungus. That's really cool. Yeah. There's um. Then also we see the high evolutionary in here. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, then it also makes me think about this new guy that we have in here, um, who kind of, kind of similar. We cut back to the opening oh. character who is forcing evolution because he's uh, birthing bodies and then killing them. Almost like a doomsday scenario, doomsday from DC Comics, yeah. where wow. you know they took a baby Kryptonian, threw it out in Krypton uh, when it was still wild, and mm -hmm. you know every time they killed it, it came back stronger, stronger yeah, different, yeah. And he looks weird, man. Yeah, they, uh, it's this it's weird thing. It doesn't even look Martian. Doesn't look alien. It just looks like a Spider-Man Doc Ock looking thing. Yeah. So. I, I have no idea what's going to happen next with this villain. I really don't know what they're doing with uh, the High Evolutionary in there. I just think it's really cool that um, the High Evolutionary and this new villain over here um, kind of have the same little uh, evolutionary thing going on. So but they're in different. They're in different areas. The High Evolutionary is in space with yep. the Cordyceps Jones, Joey's new favorite character, <laughs> and uh, the the guy uh, forcing evolution on himself is at his business or whatever. Um, so here's my thoughts on the high evolutionary. 
Wanda and Pietro are mutants. Again? They're going to make them mutants again. Okay. Now that I mean, now that uh, Disney owns Fox. Yeah, because they only changed them yeah. for that, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they changed them for that. So I think it's going to come out that the high evolutionary... Uh, oh, I was just playing. I, was just, I didn't mean it. You guys really are mutants. Yeah. <laughs> Something he would do. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. <laughs> gotcha. What? Remember that time, guys? <laughs> I was just joking. Psych. Yeah. Like that one time they thought that Wolverine was an actual Wolverine. <laughs> oh, my God. No. He was supposed to be a Wolverine. Like, that's how John Byrne and Dave Cockrum... Chris Claremont, yeah, had come up with like it was a mutated Wolverine, <laughs> like that was his original thing. So it wasn't like oh they thought no that I, I'm pretty sure some editor at Marvel who wasn't doing coke was like no, no. <laughs> like no no we're not doing this get out get out <laughs> oh man. I could have made comics back then pretty easy then. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of things yeah. got through the cracks and we'd go back and we're like, this is what you were doing, huh? Because I'm telling you, wild. comics are goofy. They're goofy. I love them, but man, they can be goofy sometimes. Yeah. I think that's the fun part of it too. Because, I mean, you, you know, if you liked everything or you thought everything was, you'd be in this like echo chamber of yeah. everything's cool all the time and not, no, that's that sucks. Like, that's weird. No, it's not, it doesn't make a good... The weird stuff is really cool. Yeah. Um, there's... Um, to kind of move forward, uh, there's uh, what we picked up this week. Yeah. Skybound we, X came out. Yeah, what'd you guys get this week? What'd you think of that? Skybound X, it's it's cool. I, I like the uh, the anthology on it because there were series that I really enjoyed, like uh, Ultra Mega, uh, Manifest Destiny, and um, I'm, I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. And there was uh, two Walking Dead stories. There was uh, Rick Grimes 2000, I think it was. And then there was Clementine. So are these are these Walking Dead? Is it like different points in time within yeah, the yeah, zombie so, uh, apocalypse thing or whatever? Clementine is in the Walking Dead comic universe. So that yeah. takes place in the same time, same everything. Okay. Um, and Clementine follows a character from the Telltale games. Uh, Telltale is the Walking Dead. She was mm-hmm. featured in, I think, four or five different games. She was a okay. real popular character. Uh, so that story featured her. Uh, a little bit older, and she's kind of going off on her journey. Mm. And there's little, we might she might be going out to group out with uh, yeah. the main cast, but with Rick Grimes, 2000 AD, 2000, whichever it was, in The Walking Dead number 75, um, there was a little uh, ending of it that was uh, a trick ending, and it was like Rick Grimes uh, passes out, but he wakes up, and all of a sudden there's aliens everywhere, and the whole zombie thing was just like a front for the aliens to cleanse the planet. And it's funny because that was the original pitch that Robert Kirkman made for The Walking Dead in order for it to get picked up. Wow. And then they, they changed it to just normal zombies. Yeah, well, he lied. <laughs> like, he, he pretty much, he lied. Like, uh, he's like, okay, so the first 12 issues are going to be wow. uh, this little, wow. they're going to be hunkered down. And then later on, there's going to be this uh, uh, alien invasion. And, yeah, and it was a lie. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome, which goes to show you, Joey, nobody wants to read about zombies. <laughs> but what's cool about it is so uh, Rick Grimes, like, wakes up, and uh, there's, like, all these, like, pop culture homages going on. Like, Michonne yeah. has a lightsaber. Oh, wow. Uh, the, what you call it, um, uh, the governor looks like Claw from uh, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> uh, there's just a lot of shit going on. That's and it's, fun. And it's really cool. But uh, in an anthology book, and there are two Walking Dead stories. Which proves my point that the from, Walking Dead is oversaturated. It's called yeah. Skybound X. It's from Kirkman, of course. I know it's from Kirkman, but he but we also had the Ultra Mega book. 
uh, the ultra, or sorry, the ultra mega little short. Yeah. And uh, the ultra mega short kind of detailed uh, a little origin story for Noah and the main character, mm-hmm. the young boy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's really cool. But yeah, I think I think The Walking Dead is one of those where it is. It's oversaturated and everything, man. Like, I know you like it, dude, but that's cool. Yeah, I mean, you're still young. You don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it definitely got oversaturated. What, what else? What else was out this week? Ordinary gods. Ordinary Did gods. You pick it up? Ordinary That's gods. Got it right here. It looked neat. It looked. I haven't read it yet. Okay. But it okay. looks neat, okay. and I saw a preview for it. So I think, from what I saw, and. This is me. This is my best Dean Kane. I'm, <laughs> just gonna, I'm just gonna go off. I haven't read it, but here's what I think. Yeah, here's what I think. <laughs> it's too political. <laughs> oh, not enough stars. I think they're gods reborn as regular people, and there's someone hunting them to rebirth them as gods. Oh, wow. Like not reborn as regular people, maybe hiding out as regular people. Yeah. And they wipe their own memories. And then there's someone because the, it I flipped through the book and there's a guy who kills them. And then they come back like, oh, yeah, power. Oh, okay. See? So, like, he shoots this guy, and this guy like, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. The art looks good. I think you're right. I I did read it, and what I think is going on is I think uh, the gods die, and they're reborn in mortal bodies. Um, But there's this organization going around. Uh, because there's a twist on the last page, and since you didn't read, I'm not going to say it. But No, I mean, I'm Perfect. So there's a twist at the end where uh, the in the beginning we see this one – God uh, get assassinated, and then um, there's this other character that featured in modern time who we're not really sure who it is, and then it's revealed that the modern character is that God from the beginning of the story mm. that got killed. Yeah, and so we're thinking that the guy that saves him is like, oh, he's gonna be like, okay, let's let's save you from these people that are gonna try to kill you. No, he's like the he's like, all right, we gotta take you, uh, we gotta destroy the world together or something like that. Whoa. Nice. Um, it's like you're the luminary, Christopher, our leader, and our only hope of oh, destroying snap. the world. Nice. So not only See? is this kid That's a good. god, he's the leader of the gods, and he's going to be supposedly trying to help them destroy the world. That's good stuff. It's it's a really cool story. This is like the Eternals on steroids. Yeah, on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be dark kind of cheesy, like Avatar or something yeah. like that. Um, but I, I dig dark, it. R rated version. What what's made me curious is that uh, you know there's this little thing going around where all the gods are kind of in the same realm. Is that a little familiar, y'all? Huh. <laughs> Does that look familiar? I don't know. We'll have to see. Come yeah. come later this year. Yeah, that's we'll have funny. To see later this year. Um, Fight Girls. I think we mentioned Fight Girls earlier, but I picked it up. And it is, it's a, yeah, it's a What's Frank it about? Cho book. It's a Frank Cho book. It's really fun. It's, uh, I thought it was like Fight Club or something. Sort of. So there's a kingdom off in space. <laughs> and hold on. So there's a kingdom off in space. There's a queen who realizes that she can't have kids, so she can't birth an heir. So she abdicates the throne, and now they have to find a new queen. And what? And this kingdom, the trials. way they, the way they find a queen is through trials. four different trials. They pick ten girls nice. from all over the kingdom to come compete, and the winner of a majority of the four trials, like the best performer. This would be on Amazon. Like, a, like, like American years. Gladiator style things. Wow, that's But awesome. it's more survival. Yeah. So like the first trial is dropping them in an untouched jungle, a jungle that hasn't been touched for like thousands of years. Oh, so there are still dinosaurs. Dang. and That's some predator shit. Yeah. Wow. And they have to make it from one end of the jungle to like an Aztec uh, pyramid at the very top where there's a, a teleportation platform that takes them back. 
to the the. That's cool. Man. All right, I'm going to pick that up as soon as I leave. Yeah. Who, who put it out? Um, AWA. Okay, they're putting out some good stuff. They are picking. Uh, well, they're they've reached out to a lot of top talent, you know, yeah. and they're paying these guys like, hey, you know. Come tell your story over here. And yeah. they are. They're taking them up on it. Because, like, that shit right there is already Netflix worthy. Yeah. That's wild. So, I mean, Fight Girls, it, the first issue is wild. Like, it sounds it, fun. Like, all that happened in the first issue. Yeah. All that Damn. happened in the first issue. I love it whenever books are like that. Yeah. Whenever there's, like, so much shit in there, it seems like you just talked about a whole season of a TV show. Yeah. That's crazy. So, uh, Fight Girls, we definitely got to pick that one up. Fight Girls. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else you guys scooped up? Um, I didn't write it down, but I saw that uh, Firepower, the third volume, came yeah. out, and I didn't pick up the second one. Um, so I went ahead and picked up the second volume of Firepower, and I uh, reread it, and it's, it's just a cool story. If you guys haven't read it, it's uh, Chris Samney and mm-hmm. uh, Robert Kirkman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robert Kirkman, Chris Samney, and uh, it's... Uh, I think it's pronounced Somni. Somni, yeah. It's, uh, it's a little spin on a classic, uh, you know, boy in a kung fu master story. And uh, there's fireballs involved. And it's a Kirkman story. So if you like Invincible, you'd, you'd probably like this story. Cool. It's yeah, really man. cool. Um, Insomni's work La- is Last amazing. week I picked up uh, Shang-Chi number two. Oh, yeah. I had the first one. I haven't got the second so one. So this is uh, basically Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe. And uh, it's with uh, DK Ruin, the artist. And I'm so jealous because he's getting to draw like every... In the first issue, he drew. He got to draw uh, Spider Man. The yep. second issue, it's Captain America. Third yeah. issue, it's gonna be Wolverine. Yeah. Yep. So it's just Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu, with the the five deadly weapons who are his siblings, and they are teaming up with characters from all over the Marvel universe. Yeah. Uh, it's just, and he has a pretty good range of characters. Like I know some characters, I have to really like study a bit before I or sketch them out before I can draw. I just can't get the hang of them, but. He draws like if you look at just his regular like commissions or the stuff that he does, he draws pretty much everything. Like that's probably why you know they oh, what's put him in a story that can you know he can drop in Cap or drop in Thor. Drop yeah, like one of my favorite stories of like creators like getting in, uh, like first getting their their work is uh, Colin Bunn. Whenever he first started working for DC, mm-hmm. he's like, uh, "What are five characters that you want to write for?" He's like, uh, "Swamp Thing, uh, Dead Man, you know this and that." He's like, "All right, cool. We're gonna put you on Batman and Superman." Yeah. <laughs> Like first go like yeah. here three three issue miniseries go nice it's crazy yeah I bet you took it too he's like heck yeah dude yeah he did <laughs> I was like what do I do <laughs> I, uh, I I have him on Patreon and he, uh, he shared his like his little uh, pitches for and it's, yeah. it's really cool I've been reading the Mister Miracle um hey. a new one a new one oh I love it man it's so good finally picked it up though. it uh it jumps into a lot of different things not just the the classic you know um. Well, you know, Tom King's Mr. Miracle is pretty deep. Um, yeah, but before that, that was... Mr. Miracle's, you know, he's always been like a fun kind of. And I think and, last time we were talking about that, we were trying to explain it to Joey. Joey yeah. yeah. Joey had like, no, I don't get Mr. Miracle. Yeah. yeah. No, because like, 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 what's wrong with you? He's an escape. He's like evil can evil. Right. right. It's like something. But, but again, Joey right. is, is young and he didn't, yeah. he didn't have that experience of right. watching. Not uh, enough explosions. Daredevils. <laughs> yeah. You know, Daredevils. Like live, live action, live world, in world Daredevils. Yeah. People jumping off, you know, top of buildings with parachutes. and That was high stuff. entertainment yeah. in the 80s. Watching Evil Knievel die. Well, and you know what? And you know, and you know what? They mentioned that in the first issue of Mister Miracle because this this feat that he does is um 
is, you know, very like no one's attempted this before. And even him, it's out of his, you know, because this is not the original Mr. Miracle. So it's not it's out of his range of what he does. And and he talks about it like, man, this is what people want to see excitement. They're not used to this. And I'm going to give them something, you know, that they're used, you know. And um, and the guy's like, well, yeah, but, you you know, not too many people are sure about you because their biggest thing is they want you to, you know, reveal the mask, what's under the mask. And he's like, no, I want them to focus on just the excitement you know, just the excitement of me and stuff. And it kind of talks like it doesn't say that specifically, like, but it, it gives that vibe of, you know, people need to be excited more not worry about, not worry about the person. Right. Right. And so, and that plays into a big part of his story. So, cause, and it, and it touches on America is a real emotional character. I was not really expecting that because Tom King was my first and kind of really my only um, introduction to. Well, that's what we're saying. I mean, a lot of people, I think, were surprised because before that, he's a very like fun, campy character. Really? Escape artist. Yeah. Yeah, Like literally just as an escape artist. Like like, like Plastic Man kind of funny or not. Okay. So he uses it to mask his pain. Right. Because he grew up on Apocalypse in the torture chambers of Grand. He grew up on Hell. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he uses a lot of his, you know, happy go lucky attitude. To mask a lot of that hurt. And I think people stopped thinking of it like that and just thought of him as a fun character. Yeah. And that Tom King run was like, nah, this is what's been going on. Yeah. Like, you know, and that, that, whoa, he is, you know, depressed and yeah. serious and a real person, stuff like that. So that book was deep. <laughs> this guy's shit is way tormented. Yes. Right. But uh, yeah, that was really good. So I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's diving more into like him trying to juggle, um, you know, being a person of color, having a social life, and being a, a superstar. Superstar, and then at the end of the, um, I believe at the first issue, there's a surprise character that comes in. Um, it's Big Barda's uh, daughter. Well, it's Scott Free. Scott Free and Big Barda's daughter come, and she's like, "I'm supposed to take the mantle of Mister Miracle. Miracle. You don't deserve this." Like, oh. she's just badass like amazon the year like just she's finna like wreck stuff so yeah, he's about to get smashed yeah so there's cool fight scenes in the second issue and all that stuff but yeah it just that he's got now he's got to juggle with something outside of his realm and his little earth it's got to juggle something bigger so awesome but yeah so i'm excited about that one reading all right what are y'all excited about coming up any kickstarters or there's uh i've got know some people there's a little bit of anime uh, excitement right here um i don't know if you guys have heard about this story doubt you have it's a chainsaw man there's this anime coming out for it the adaptation looks beautiful chainsaw man chainsaw man chainsaw man is a story about a guy who hunts demons for money okay and he has a dog that is like a chainsaw demon thing and he can like merge with it and become chainsaw man okay Oh, man, I wish there was a camera on me right now. You can see how hard my eyes are rolling. Just... It's, it's wild, but the story is really cool. It's it, fun. Does it have a horror element in yeah. it? Yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of body horror in it. Uh, really, uh, like, like, um, if so you guys like, have ever seen Parasite, the maximum I've ever read that bo- uh, read that manga. So like Michael lot. Myers. On, who's the guy that does the chainsaw? Leatherface? Yeah. Leatherface. Yeah. Leatherface on Leatherface. steroids. No, like he, his face is like a, is a chainsaw, and he has. Sci-fi Leatherface. He's tight, man. Uh, but uh, Chainsaw Man, uh, the anime is coming out, um, and it looks amazing. Like that's the guy right here, chainsaw okay. on his arm, chainsaw on his face. It looks Jesus. wild, it's batshit crazy. But if you're really into high, high intense anime like that, you're gonna enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm excited for. All right, cool. King, uh, Tom got? King, Tom King just announced uh, he and uh, oh man, Greg Smallwood 
are going to be doing a uh, Human Target miniseries. What? Human Target. Christopher Chance. That's who you're... That's uh, the name my cat yes. is. My cat is named after the Human Target. Nice. Christopher Chance. Okay. Because it was a show with Mark Valley on Fox uh, many years ago. Uh, and really loved the show. It's uh, So it's this character who takes on the personas. He's a bodyguard. Bodyguard slash uh, private eye. But... Anytime he's hired to protect someone, he takes on that persona and he becomes that person so that he's the human target. So that person is safe while he's in danger. Yeah. Yeah. And so my cat has a little white mark on his back and he's the kitty target. (laughs) So his name is Christopher Chance. You're so proud of that. I I am very proud of that. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome man. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great. I mean, it's a great premise to a book. And he's had a couple of like the the characters had a couple of books yeah. in the past. But I think Tom King is really going to pull some good stuff out. And Greg the Smallwood publisher on that one. It's DC Comics. Sweet. Yeah, uh, Greg Smallwood uh, did a lot of really neat uh, issues of Moon Knight. Recently, it's uh, got a like really rough pencil kind of crime noir yeah. style to cool. it. That's cool, man. So I really think he's gonna fit this this book well. So Moist, I'm excited Moist. for it. I'm excited. Um, I, there's too much stuff to get excited in comic news for me because I I kind of like to dive into everything. But like, really excited it's these westerns that are coming out movie wise. Um, Edris Elba and Regina King and. Who else is in there? And the Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, are doing Jonathan a, Majors. Yes. The, the Kang. Yes. The upcoming. They're Kang doing the a doing a western, and then I think Christopher Schultz is going to be. Is that his name? The guy from Christoph Django? Waltz. Christoph Christoph Waltz. Christopher Schultz. I don't know. What, oh, that's the artist. The Peanuts dude. Charles Schultz. Charles Schultz. Oh, got those all messed up. Again, yes. he only knows sixteen letters. Only knows sixteen <laughs> letters, bro. I got to arrange them a certain way. <laughs> But yeah, so he's supposed to be doing a western. I don't know anything about it. I just love him as an actor. And the harder they fall, that's yeah. that looks out. good. Yes. Oh, and uh, Zazy Beats is in there. Oh, cool. So, um, so and, wife. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we were talking about westerns, and then we we got to t- brainstorming about maybe doing um, a comic at some point. Uh, so we're excited about that too. Yeah, Diving we're into different things. Yeah, because we want to. Uh, you know, throw our hats in the ring of you know su- submitting some works, and we're all. What's really cool about it is we're kind of spitballing like ideas of what yeah. we all like, and uh, westerns always seem to pop up on that. You know, my dad, I was growing up sitting on his lap watching westerns with him, and um, you know, westerns are really really cool because it's the aesthetic of the old west. You can do so much. You know, you can do sci-fi, you can do fantasy, you can do just classic old west. Matter of fact. I think uh, the coolest uh, coolest Western I've ever seen was, um, what's that one with Clint Eastwood? All of them. All of them. Yeah, all of them. I mean, uh, give us some something other than Clint Eastwood. Like, Clint Eastwood Cl- in there, and he's smoking a cigarette. Okay. God, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that one, narrows it down. That, one, that, that particular <laughs> one. Oh, man, the, good, the good and the bad and the ugly. The, a, a fistful of dollars. I think it might be a dollars bad more, the High Plains Drifter. Yeah. Uh, is it a new run? Pale what is it? Pale Rider? Pale Rider, Rider, Unforgiven. Unforgiven. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. So one of the spaghetti westerns. Spaghetti trilogies. westerns. Those are good. Because it's uh, a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've yeah. never understood the term spaghetti western. So because they were made in like, Italy. 
Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. They're made in Italy. Sergio Leone made them in Italy. He thought it was like a style. I thought like it was a like style. a style yeah. of filming. <laughs> like, like <laughs> or, or no, Joey thought like, yeah, in between takes, they had big big plates of pasta. And yeah, they, yeah, carbohydrates. Yeah, they, they keep they on got going. Could you, could you do this in the scene? It's like a Did movie a, speed run. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, those are great though, man. I'm sorry, y'all. I'll get it together, I swear. <laughs> but um in uh in some news for uh for us, uh so whenever y'all uh get on to the the previous episode, um we announced that we were in search of a colorist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had heartbreak. We yeah. were downtrodden and depressed and crying in the rain. I was gonna slip my wrist. I already like for real. Whoa. Gonna, like, we had to go talk Danny down. Yeah. Was, I was done. It was done. Almost, it was done. Wow. But, but uh, then the light, the clouds parted and the light shone bright. And then it started raining again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, hold up, we're skipping something. It, it did. did. We it thought did. we were in the clear. So we found a color so it didn't work out, you know. But and then we found another one, so we're good now. Danny found up uh, found a guy. I yeah, I put on my work boots and said, Let's 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 do this. I went out, man, I hit like Five or six different colorists trying to recruit somebody to please come and help us. Please come and finish yeah. this book for us. I'm really, I'm really proud of this book, and I really want this book to get out. And I, I can't wait for people to read it and see what we're doing. And then you know that colorist roadblock just keep because colors, man. I don't know if you what guys is know it, this. Man? I don't. They're they're in such high demand. They are. A good colorist is not cheap. Yeah. And, and they get loaded with a lot of work. Yeah. And that's what happened to our original colorists. And then, like, our second colorist had a lot of work but had other issues that they weren't comfortable with. And that's understandable. Yeah. Um, so I reached out to a couple of colorists. One guy was willing to do it. Um, but, man, his rate, he would not come off his rate. And I was like, we, we can't match yeah. that at all. Um, but then I reached out to another one, and he was he was busy. But... He gave me the name of a friend of his who was also a colorist, and just I happened to reach out to him. He took a look at some of our pages, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." He you was know? cool with all the you know previous the previous issues. roadblocks that you know. Hey, are you cool with this? Yeah, you know that was. And we've even we've even gotten some sample pages back, yeah. and they look fast. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah fast. fast. So. They look so good. I'm I'm excited. I'm so, back. I'm back up on my bullshit again. So, yeah. So get a get a colorist, man. Hold on. Yeah, to him if tight. you guys, yeah, if you guys are planning on making a book, the colorist is the first person you hire. <laughs> you make sure that guy is happy. Happy, cause happy, because as soon as you lose him, you're gonna spend months trying to replace him and write up a contract. Yes. Oh, we wrote up a contract. We, we did. wrote up a yeah. contract. Good job, Danny. Which I mean, I I thought that was a great idea, but it, it does help. You start realizing those little things when you go like, you know, you've already talked to like four people and two of them and said yes and then can't do it. And then- Yeah. Well, so we were all doing, you know, we're doing this book. It's our first book and we're all doing it kind of just by the seat of our pants. Yeah. And like. Uh, and it, yeah. And it's different for us because like, you know, we, you know, we're all local. Yeah. That, that's a big plus for us. We, we hang out all the time and can talk and. And then also, too, you know, we're all doing this without any, you know, payoff at the end. You know, we're, we just want to put out this book. And so the payoff will come later. Yeah. Yeah. And so our, our kind of outlook was different, you know, but, but it's good that we kind of, yeah, we were just kind of acting on good faith yeah. with, with everyone and, and everybody's been cool. Nobody's given us any, you know, pro- but, but it would have been good to have that right. at a time. So we know, but that now we know. 
So yeah. it's, it, we're still learning too. And I think you have to have that mindset when you go into doing, you know, your own creator book is not to, you know, not to feel like you're entitled to everything and anything and it's going to come out and, you know, on time and without any roadblocks and people are just supposed to support it and do what you say. You kind of have to roll with the punches and be very open to things and change and stuff. So definitely. Well said. For sure, for sure. But anyway, so we're good on the colorists. We're moving forward. We'll we'll, we'll announce them and all that uh, pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do all that on our page. So you can. Uh, you guys got any shout outs for anybody? Any friends or family or? Shout out to my mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I know this episode will like, kind of be a little bit later on. Uh, my mom is in the hospital right now. She's uh, she's doing better. She's doing good. Um, but just, uh, you know, if y'all, y'all have any parents or just any folks that aren't doing well right now, just uh, shout out to them too. For yeah, sure, that's, uh, uh, stay in good health, y'all. I was talking, uh, with, uh, Christina, my wife, shout out to my wife. Um, I was talking to her this morning is like, you know, as you get older, the roles change and cause my mom has a lot of health issues too. And I'm always, anytime I get that phone call, like, Oh, your mom's in the hospital. And I'm like, can't you just sit there? Can't you just behave? Just sit there and don't do anything. And I'm channeling my parents talking to me as a child. Yes. Like, just sit there and behave. Don't touch anything. You won't get hurt. Just, oh, my just. God. You totally switched those. Like, my dad. Like, <laughs> he, like some guy, like, crashed into, like, three of their, him, his neighbors, and then the person on the other side, their house. Like The house? Like, yeah. Well, not my parents' house, but in their yards. Like, messed their yards up. Damn, and the, the last neighbor that got it, like, they flipped his truck. Like, the guy was just... But, like, he calls me, like, late at night. Like, I'm barely getting off of work. I'm trying to, like, drive home. And he's, like, calling me. And I'm, like, oh, I can't talk now because, you know, doing stuff, getting ready to go home. And then he's, like, call me. And I'm thinking, oh, the worst because my dad goes to sleep early. So I call him. And it's, like, you know how you used to call your, like, your mom at, like, when she was at work or your dad. Like, hey, can I have this, like, in the fridge? And like, why are you calling me for that? You <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. But I was, like, that mentality. Like, hey, what's going on? What's And he's, like, oh, uh, you know, this car wrecked. In, he didn't even tell me they were okay for it. Like, <laughs> this car wrecked in the house and it knocked the truck over and our curbs met. I was like, are you guys okay? Like, what? he's like, oh, oh, we're fine. Like, we're fine. I'm like, dad, you could have texted me this or like, this could have been an email <laughs> tomorrow. Like, he's like, I just didn't want you to like see it on the news and worry about us. And I'm like, oh, I was like, I almost like, you know, left work early and did all but. Yeah, those roles definitely switch. But, yeah, man, good vibes to your mom and your family definitely, and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, if y'all need anything, we're here for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, my wife, too, always, Kate Ramirez. She's got her little antique mall shop. Go pick comics up there. Shout out to Bankson's for always holding my pool, my pool list. And they got some cool stuff over there, too. Go check them out. Um, shout out to Rogue Media for letting us come here and, and talk and hang out and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I got all my shout. I shouted out my wife and that was it. Yeah, who else? I was like, oh yeah, get the most important one. She, I mean, because she like does a lot of work and she's she man she does after hours she's still working and I'm like she's ne I she's never nonstop. I I feel, I like. feel bad whenever I'm just doodling and not yeah. really working either. I'm just like oh yeah I'm just here and she's over there and she still can finish drawtober bro or inktober damn damn yeah. I know Mondo isn't talking oh. about someone finishing in all right guys things. that's been <laughs> no, 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 no. I gotta get him in where I can man because you yeah, guys yeah. are gonna constantly come at me with yeah. that but I, we'll get it we'll get the pages we'll get everything we'll get those pages page, I, I, page. I, all my published stuff is down, down. I've done <laughs> I'm done with all my published stuff now for now so can jump on I'll jump on the fun stuff I want to do cool so 
But all um, right, yeah. yeah, man, this was a fun episode, this guys. Was. Um, go follow us on all our social medias: the Long Box Podcast at Plus Waco Comics, Armando Ramirez underscore Art, Imaginary Heroics, Joey GNZLS. Yeah, and uh, Rogue Media Network because that's where our episodes will drop. I think we got some news that they should be dropping here soon, so you guys can. You can finally hear us. Finally hear us. We're talking to you, but we're not. We're in in the multiverse. (sighs) Yeah, we'll upload some pretty cool stuff, like maybe some Q and A's. Like we'll be able to post some stuff. I just thought about it today, man. I uploaded the story on my Insta. I don't. I hate that I thought about today, but I just did a story question, and I was like, anybody ask a question, and we'll try to. But of course, it was too early, so no. Next time. But I'll, I'll write them down for next time, and we'll give them a shout out. Definitely, you know, we'll give definitely. you a shout out or whatever. Yeah. And if you're local, and you think you want to be a guest, and you know, come on our show and just talk comics or fandom or what you like, you know, make sure to tag us and post and show us your collections or your movie collections or whatever you're into. Figures, toys. Yeah, we might reach out and have you on. Yeah. A variety. So, all right, guys, this has been fun. Talk to you later. Bye. Peace. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.